You've tuned into a mega church. We are a people hungry to encounter God through worship and His Word, being witnesses to the world around us. We pray this teaching blesses you and trust God will reveal Himself to you in a new way today. And if you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or to find out more about Omega, head to our website or Facebook page through the links below. We are studying the epistle of Apostle Peter, the second epistle, and we are going to study from verses 10 to 16 today. It's so difficult, guys, to understand Peter sometimes. He writes some things in shorthand, sometimes he rushes through, packs too much into one sentence, and you know, to unravel it takes time. And he uses words that are never used anywhere else in the New Testament, only once they are used by him. That makes it more difficult because what does the meaning of that word? It's difficult to figure out. We have so many difficulties in studying this passage, but yet, last night, when I'm done with the preparation and I'm praying, that is the time when I hear from God. And the powerful message the Lord gave me last night. So I'm going to share with you, don't sleep. <laughs> cool. So verse 10, <coughs> chapter 2, verse 10. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desires for the sinful nature and despise authority. Now we studied until chapter, Second Peter chapter 2 until verse 9 last week. And we have talked about how the judgment of God is inescapable. You cannot escape the God's judgment. It is not yet over. We are continuing with the same thought, but in a more powerful way. Now the judgment of God you cannot escape. <clears throat> but now the judgment is coming upon who? The people who, are, who have followed the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and despise authority. There are two things there. One is corrupt sinful nature. Um, I think King James uses the word flesh. They follow the desires of their flesh. And when they follow the desires of the flesh, the next thing they do is they oppose authority. Do you see the connection? A corrupt moral life makes you to revolt against any form of government, any form of restriction, any kind of rules. They basically don't want any rules. They oppose every rule. Why? Because it will restrict their enjoying of the flesh. That is how they live. <clears throat> and bold and arrogant, these are the two words to describe them, bold and arrogant. These men are not afraid to slander celestial beings. Now that is a difficult verse to interpret. Why it is difficult? Who are these celestial beings? It, he doesn't define it. Are they angels or is it referring to, uh, who, who does it refer to? It's not very clear. So there are two different meanings people talk about, but uh, it cannot be referring to the evil angels. It may be referring to, the, I mean the celestial beings, actually the Greek word used is doxa, this glorious ones. The glorious ones, I don't think there's any glory to the fallen angels, any glory to devil. So it must be the angels, basically. 
But I do not know why they will talk against these angels. We do not know there. The reason is not given. But one thing we know is these two things that stand out about them is they are bold and arrogant. Bold, basically, the Greek word bold was 10. Characteristic of teachers. Yeah, the bold and arrogant people, the Greek word is tolmetai. Authorities. Tolmetai is bold. Arrogant is authorities. Basically, the word bold means daredevil, daredevil. That means they are not afraid of man or God. They are not afraid of man or God. You know, this is the same thing that is talked about in one of the uh, in a parable of Jesus. It talks about a judge who was evil. And there was a woman who was going to him for justice. But he was not deciding her case for long. But she went on going to him. And she, he said, I am not afraid of man. I am not afraid of God. But this lady is wearing me out. So I will do her justice. It's some kind of same kind of a thing. Bold and arrogant. So that is kind of a boldness. They are not afraid of man. They are not afraid of God. And they are arrogant. And they despise. Arrogant. These men are not afraid to slander social beings. And they are also people who despise. That means they look down. Thinking down on people. Thinking down on different things. That is the kind of people they are. Who don't tolerate any lord over them. They don't want anyone above them. They are king to themselves. What is all this thing talking about? It talks about a lifestyle which is self-centered. What does it talk about? A lifestyle self-centered. Now these people are going to have... Um, Sorry, we don't tolerate any Lord over them. No, not subject to the Lord. Now, this is kind of a lifestyle. And one of the things here is, Jesus says in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. You love the one or despise the other. The word despise is the same word used there. Same word despise is used there. So you cannot serve both God and money. The same way these people, when they serve themselves, they cannot serve anyone. So they don't want anybody above them. But is it possible to have a life where you are so full of self, you don't obey anybody, no authority, what kind of life is going to be? It is going to lead to many kind of deviations. We will see how it is going to lead to many kinds of deviation. Uh, the King James Version talks about it. Um, those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of the uncleanness and despise authority. This is the essence of modern day living, self. Modern day living, self. They are not bothered about the next person. They are bothered about their own pleasure. Their own pleasure. They are not bothered about anybody else's pleasure. Just their own pleasure. So verse 11, it talks about, Ooh. Yet even angels, although they are stronger, and more powerful, do not bring slanderous accusations against such beings in the presence of the Lord. Now this is, he's talking about, he doesn't mention it here by name, but he talk is, um, he has in mind Michael, the, the archangel, 
and when he was disputed, this is a parallel passage to Jude. As I told you, there's a similarity between second chapter of second Peter and Jude. Many things are common. So there you see Michael is mentioned there. So what was the dispute about? The dispute was about burying the body of Moses. No one knows where his body is buried. So there is a tradition, Jewish tradition says that Michael came down to bury the body. And then devil came to dispute his body. Why he was coming? Why did he come to dispute for his body? Because he murdered somebody in Egypt. There was sin, and because of the sin, he says, "I have a claim over the body of Moses." And then Michael replied to him, "The Lord rebuke you." He did not take authority in his own hands, but he simply said, "The Lord rebuke you, Satan." The Lord rebuke you, Satan. So, the this is a difficult passage. I told you. That's why I'm slowing down in, to explain it. What the problem here is, if Michael being very more glorious, more powerful, but did not take it into his own hands, but instead he said, the Lord rebuke you. But many people who don't understand many things, they are behaving arrogantly. They are behaving with self-will and they are behaving in such a way that, will, that they are not afraid to even rebuke celestial beings, the heavenly creatures. Who are they? It's not very clear to us. But... Um, that, that is one of the meanings that you have about this passage. It's, as I'm, I'm really aware that it's a difficult passage, but yet I tried my best to understand it, <laughs> to bring the understanding into this kind of situation. But these men blaspheme in matters they do not understand. What are they doing? They don't understand things, but they blaspheme. That is, they use language that is not fit for God. Blaspheme in matters they do not understand. Difficult in Greek. This, this, this sentence is difficult in Greek to understand. So different people try to interpret it differently and put it in words. Example, um, NIV translate this verse like this. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. And uh, NIV, uh, sorry, ESV translates, suffering wrong as a wage for their wrongdoing. This is 13a. Sorry, I'm mixing up two things there. Sorry, sorry, my apologies. That is thir verse 13, first part. That's what I read just now. And verse 12 says, what do they do? They are like brute beasts, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. And like beasts, they, do, they too will perish. Now, the lifestyle they have is, is not going to support it in any, any way. Now, these, all these things will not make sense until I round it up with the story of Balaam. I'll connect it with it. It will make it more sense. Otherwise, this looks like you're throwing ideas into the air and you're not able to connect it in your mind. But hold on. I will connect it very soon. <laughs> yeah, so that is the lifestyle. So now I will list out certain things quickly so that I don't waste my time and your time as well. The things that they do in verse 13b, they're carousing in daylight. Who are these kind of people? Does anybody do sensual things, sexual things in public during daylight? You got all this kind of media these days. Even somebody wants to commit suicide, they switch on the camera and commit suicide. They want to do anything wrong, they switch on the camera, let the whole world see, they are doing it. This is the generation. I don't know how much they have done in Peter's time, but it's true in our generation. Right now, publicly they want to do sin before the camera, murders, rape, uh, sexual activities, everything they put on public. And 
some people are so happy to do it live 24 by 7 and it, it is streamed like an event. People sit there and watch their life, whatever they do, 24 by 7. Too much, isn't it? And that is what Peter is condemning here. Carousing in daylight, sitting with uh, Christians at the table, they are blots on society. Now those kind of people, they sit with you and eat at your table and you are not able to know who they are because they appear to be Christians. They appear to be holy people. They appear to be people with rules. But when they, are, when they move out of your, before you, they are committing these kinds of things. Their lifestyle is opposed to God, self-centered, satisfying their own lusts. That is what it is all about. Daylight debauchery is not acceptable, even in degenerate Roman society. Though they were sinful people, but daylight practicing these things was not acceptable even during Roman times. Now our times are very bad. We are more worse than the Romans. We ought to be like Jesus Christ, without blemish, wrinkle, or stain. That is who we are to be as a church. But a lot of the people in the church at the time were not having this kind of uh, lifestyle. That's why Peter is writing. And verse 14 onwards, it's, he writes many things. Their eyes are full of not adultery. Their eyes are full of an adulterous woman. What is, what is meant by that? I will read it for you in the version first. NIV reads verse 14 like this. With eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed and accursed brood. Any good words about to talk about a church? It's not something you can describe this kind of words to describe somebody who's going to church. But he is saying the generation is like that. The generation is full of adultery. Basically what they mean is their eyes are full of adulterous women. That means they cannot look at a female without indulging in sexual activity or imagine what it is going to be like. I mean, their mind is full of basically sexual thoughts. They cannot think of a, um, a woman and feel good thoughts about the lady. Apostle John writes about it, you see. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That is summary of all the lifestyle of these people. And um, their eyes never rest from sin. They're longing for more and more and more. It could be even indulging in pornography. It can be indulging in any kind of things, sexual deviations. They are never satisfied. They are never satisfied. There's one thing that is never satisfied is the death. How many people die? It is never satisfied. It longs for more and more people to kill and absorb into it. So their mind is like that regarding sin. They are never satisfied. And then they think they are free to indulge in it. But when they indulge in it, what, what becomes is they become slaves to it. They are entrapped by it. They are trapped by the sin. They cannot escape from it. The more one indulges in sin, the more they are being trapped into it. They become bond, they are going into bondage. What is the solution to all these things? The solution is we identify ourselves with the death of Christ, his burial and resurrection. That's the only solution to come out of it. You've got to identify yourself dead with Christ, buried with Christ, raised up with Christ, seated with him in the heavenly places. Then you can overcome all the things. The sin that you commit with your eyes, 
the sin you commit with your mouth, the sin you commit with your hands, you can overcome when you identify yourself dead to sin. Identify your, yourself dead with Christ, buried with him, raised up with him. They seduce the unstable. That's what is, this verse says. They seduce the unstable. Now this word here is like a fisherman. What does he do? He'll put a bait and then throw the sink, whatever it is, into the uh, hook into the waters and wait. And the fish that is walking around nearby will see and come and take a bite. When it bites, what happens? The hook goes in, it is caught, it is hooked. These people, they plan and execute like a fisherman and look for unstable women. What is unstable there? Asterisk toy is a Greek word, unstable, asterisk toy. The two words there, I'm trying to connect it in my mind. <laughs> Asterisk toy is unstable. When Jesus spoke to Peter after the resurrection, when he was talking to him, he said, when you are restored, when you are restored, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. When you are restored, basically the word, other word used is sterixon. Asterisk toy and asterisk down, they are very close words. And he says, you must lend strength or steric zone to your brothers. So Peter knows how he lived and how he ought to live. And these people were seducing people who were unstable. That means one has to be stable. We need to be stable. Only when we are stable we can resist it. And um, these people's mind is always working to how to trap people, unstable people. They are experts in greed. Nothing satisfies. They want more and more. Whether it's money, sensual pleasure, whatever it is, no limits. They just want to pursue it without limits. This is the mindset of these people. And verse 15 says, they have left the straight way and wandered off. They have left the straight way and wandered off. Is it not the same thing Isaiah says? All people have strayed away like sheep. No one knows the right path. And everybody has gone away from the path they are to be walking in. Now, how do we make sense of all these things? I want to speak to you about one character in the Old Testament called Balaam. You heard about this name, Balaam? He is one of those guys who was hired by a king called Balak. Balak, when he saw the Israelites were marching towards his kingdom and when he, they were camping near his border, he hired the services of this man called Balaam. He said, come and put a curse on these people and I will pay you whatever you ask. Whatever you ask, whatever you imagine, I am going to give you. I can give you whatever, how much gold you want, how much money you want, I will give everything you want. But then he was not able to come and do it. For simple reason, the Lord blocked him, told him, you will not go. You will not curse these people whom I have blessed. So three different times, the Balak comes, and you can read all this in Numbers 22, 23, 24, three chapters. When you go home, please read Numbers 22, 23, 24. Beautiful story of a sorcerer 
basically he is a magician but what is very interesting in these chapters of numbers 22 23 24 is that this guy who resorts to sorcery was able to hear the voice of the real god the true yahweh he was able to hear him and he was able to receive messages from me he was able to interact with him it's amazing to me when god wants to con- when god wants to act in somebody's life no there's no restriction whether you are a sinner or a saint he will break through every barrier to come to you and speak to you and here balaam is the uh, guy who wanted to go and curse why there is a he can make a lot of money because he's a king coming and asking and says i am going to give unlimited wealth come and curse these people for me three times he tried three times he went and blessed that man blessed the come I mean, in the the israelites i will read one verse for you from numbers 23 23 and this is something very important also i believe numbers 23 23 usually i keep them ready but i don't know missed out 23 23 there is no sorcery against jacob no divination against israel it will now be said of jacob and of israel see what god has done i tell you this is very sober words the last night i prayed for every one of you i am not exaggerating every one of you have prayed this prayer i said there is no sorcery against let's say i am praying for josh there is no sorcery against josh there is no divination against josh it will now be said of josh and of and uh, see what god has done like that i prayed for every one of you i have prayed this prayer and i want you to pray this prayer for yourself this morning why when you want to escape from all these things in the world you need the power of god you need god's protection only then you will be able to face the enemy and there is no sorcery there is no divination you know what in india if some guy is interested in another lady he will go to one of these guys black magicians or witchcraft guys he will pay him money and say i am interested in that girl make her love me that is possible these guys take money and do it if you are familiar with the indian newspapers people are there in auckland who do those kind of things they put boldly advertise you got legal case court case you want in your favor come this is what the devil is doing and balaam was one of those guys to put a curse upon the israelites but he could not because god said you will not curse these people but what i was what i was very impressed last night when i was reading about balaam is that first time he he went to when when he meets balak he makes seven altars he offers a bull and a ram on each one of them and then he consults his whatever sorcery he was doing he was consulting it but who was answering not his evil spirit answering him god answering him saying no you will bless them not curse seven times he did it seven altars and second time again balak says now i'll take you to another place and show you you can maybe you'll see from here and you'll be able to curse seven altars again god comes through not the evil spirit and god says you have to bless the third time by then this man's mind is little changed he said god is wanting to bless so i cannot put a curse so now he is wanting to bless them a change of heart 
The man who wanted to take money and curse is now wanting to bless a third time with his own heart. And when he did that, now when Balaam saw that, chapter 24, when Balaam saw that it was pleased, that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to sorcery as at other times, but turned his face toward the desert. When Balaam looked out and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he entered, he uttered this, his oracle. The oracle of Balaam, son of Beor, the, uh, the oracle of one whose eyes clear see clearly, the oracle of the one who hears the words of the God, who sees the vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate and whose eyes are opened. How beautiful are the tents of o o Jacob. When you want to set your face to bless, the Spirit of the Lord comes on a heathen man, Balaam. And if you are a servant of God and you want to bless your children, if you want to bless your congregation, if you want to bless the Christian people, how much more the Holy Spirit will come and bless? How much more? How much more? Everybody say, how much more? Are you ready to receive the blessing? Are you ready? Why are you silent? Yeah, <laughs> you should say a resounding yes. I am going to bless you guys now. Because that is God's will. You are blessed. No one can curse you. There is no sorcery against Jacob. There is no divination against Israel. And it will be said, look how much God has done for them. Interestingly, the uh, uh, Numbers 23-23 says, there is no sorcery against Jacob. Watch the word Jacob. No divination against Israel. Watch the word Israel. It will now be said of Jacob and of Israel. Here again, watch the two words, Jacob and Israel. See what God has done. I was wondering, what is this message of God that you want to tell? Jacob is his name, given name. Israel is a name given by God. Every one of us, we have a name given by your parents, but it is a name given by God. Book of Revelation talks about a stone being given to you on which is written a name which only you will know. That's in the future. But when God blesses you, he will bless because you, you can have your former life like Jacob, but he's going to change it into Israel. And when he blesses, people will look at your whole life, your life as Jacob before you came to Christ, your life as Israel after you came to Christ, and he will, they will look at your life and see how much God has done. Look at how much God has done in his life. Look at her, how much God has done in her life. So receive the blessing which Balaam stole on the Israelites' people. I am reading it out, reading out to you. Receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Right now. You want to close your eyes and listen, that is fine. You want to keep your eyes open, that is fine. But receive the blessing. How beautiful are your tents. Oh, Jacob. Put your name there. Your dwelling places, oh, Israel. What God has given you a new name after you are saved. Like valleys they spread out, like gardens beside a river, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets. Their seed will have abundant water. Their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. 
God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces. With their arrows they pierce them. Like a lion they crouch and lie down like a lioness who dares to rouse them. May those who bless you be blessed and may those who curse you be cursed. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. That's very powerful. Those who bless will be blessed. Those who curse will be cursed. That's what God has put on Abraham. Even today when people say, I bless Israel, it will not go waste. God will bless you because you bless Israel. God will make you a blessing, not a curse. So this Balaam tried so many times. Three times. The third time he turned his heart and he blessed himself. And the Spirit of God came upon him. But you know why, why we are talking about Balaam here? He wanted to take the money from Balak and he wanted to curse Israel. But God prevented it every time. Every time God prevented it. And after the third time, Balak says, ha, ha, ha. He claps his hand and says, I wanted to reward you. But you will not get any reward. Because your God has stopped you from receiving the reward. Which God? Yahweh. God of Israel. Stopped you from receiving the reward. So I am not going to give you anything. He said, I don't care. I don't care. But he said, let me die the death of righteous. What he meant was that if Balak is going to kill him because he did not curse Israelites, if he's going to kill him, that is fine, I am going to die. That is fine. We should be learning something from Balak like that. But before he set out to come to Balak to curse Israelites, what happened was, he was riding on his donkey. And when he was riding on the donkey, it came to a place, a narrow place. And the angel of God was standing in the way with a drawn sword. And the donkey saw it and he moved away, tried to move away from the path. Because there were two walls on both the sides, it rubbed against the foot of the leg of Balaam. And Balaam got angry and beat the donkey. Again he sat on it, he's going. Again he sees the angel and tries to go into the field. Again he gets mad and beats a second time. And a third time he beats. Then God opened the mouth of the donkey. And the donkey said, Am I not your donkey? Have I done this before to you? Why are you beating me these three times? In the first century, they never had problem with the donkey speaking. Today, you will see donkey speaking only in Shrek. But what is more important is, that donkey spoke. And when you see in Peter's description of these words, what kind of thing it did? The donkey rebuked the madness of Balaam. God rebuked by opening the mouth of donkey. God opened the mouth of donkey to rebuke the madness of Balaam. The word used there is elenxis, the Greek word. Rebuke, confutation, used only once in the New Testament. It's only used once in the New Testament. But it is used for something exalted utterance. Exalted utterance. Something like an oracle. Something like a prophecy. That donkey has prophesied. Say to your neighbor, donkey can prophesy. If a donkey can prophesy, can you prophesy? It should be easier. It should be easier for men to prophesy. 
if a donkey can prophesy. I was thinking about it last night and Lord brought many thoughts into my mind. One of the things is when Jesus was riding into the city of Jerusalem and they were shouting, Hosanna to the one, the king of, uh, son of David, that is referring to Messiah who is coming. And then the Pharisee, Pharisee, Sadducee said, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. You tell these children to stop. Jesus said, if you stop them, the stones will cry out. What will happen? The stones will cry out. Do the stones have a voice? They have a voice. Psalmist says to the creation, let the trees clap their hands, let the mountains skip. That the creation is responding to God, why we should not respond to God? That's the reason why when we have worship time, we give you time to open your mouth and worship Him. The stones can cry out, donkey can prophesy and speak and restrain the madness of Balaam. I tell you, we are better than donkey. We are better than stones. We are better than trees and the hills. We should have used our voice to praise him. We should use our voice to prophesy. I wish you receive what I am saying right now. If you receive it, it is going to, the Holy Spirit is going to kick into your spirit and activate something in you and release that gift of prophecy. Right now, I release the gift of prophecy into each one of you. But what is the problem with Balaam? Even though he was not knowing Yahweh, Yahweh confronted him. He became a prophet, mouthpiece of Yahweh, to bless the Israelites. But when he failed, when, uh, when Balak the king said, oh, okay, it's all over, I'm not going to reward you. Then he says, listen to me, I don't need your money, but let me prophesy. He prophesied over Amalek. He prophesied over Kenites. He prophesied over another kind of a group of people. When I looked at it nearly, there are seven prophecies he made that day. A guy who is not a worshiper of Yahweh has become a prophet and prophesied over different nations, seven different groups. Let that spirit of Yahweh, the, let the spirit of Jesus Christ come upon you and me right now in a greater measure that we become the prophets of God, the mouthpiece of God, that the, prophet, the words of God will go through us. Let it go and confront the people. Let it go and confront the Balaams of this world. Let it confront the Balaks of this world so that they will be confounded by the words that you speak, that your strength will be in the words that you speak, that you will be a mouthpiece of God. In the name of Jesus, receive it now. Receive it now. So the donkey used an important, portentous utterance. It spoke wise words, the donkey. You know donkey means not so wise. But here you've got donkey that spoke wise words. And he did all these things for a looker of wealth. But what is very funny about this is he failed utterly, but he did not change because his heart is not a good heart. So Balaam, what he did, he gave advice to Balak. Do you really want Israelites to be cursed? I'll tell you a secret. Let your virgins go out and meet the men of Israel and let them seduce them. Let them invite them to the offerings and the idol worship that you people do. Let them come and worship the idols and let them have a physical relationship with them. 
and then the anger of God is going to come upon Israel and he will curse the people for whom he is protecting today. This is the advice Balaam gave to Balak. And Balak, because of that, God took care of Balaam later. When the, when the Moabites were killed, in the book of Joshua is written, Balaam was also killed. Balaam was also killed. Not a natural death. It is a sentence given by God. Sentence given by God. So we need to be very careful how we order our lives. How we order our lives is very, very important. And because of this, these things only, here in verse 16, but he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, a beast without speech, who spoke with a man's voice and restrained the prophet's madness. And he, in verse 15 it says, um, left the straightway and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved the wages of wickedness. He loved the wages of wickedness. So may our heart not be like that. And the point I'm trying to make is, even though so much of powerful exhibition of God's power has manifested in Balaam's life, ultimately his heart did not change. His heart did not change. In the New Testament, Jesus warned, there will be people who will say, Lord, Lord, we do not cast out demons in your name. Do we not do miracles in your name? Do we not do healings in your name? And God is going to say, wicked people, I don't know you. Get away from me. I don't know who you are. So it is possible to experience the power of God and still not be receiving the blessing of God. May the Lord be gracious to us this morning that we will not only be used by God, but we will be blessed by God by a heart that will follow after him, obey him. That's more important. Prophecy you can prophesy, healings you can do, demons you can cast out. But if you don't have the heart that God is pleased with, then we are lost. We are completely lost. And these things that we have talked about in the morning, or this morning, all the list of things, their eyes never rest from sin. Lust not only doesn't satisfy, but they brings bondage. And they are always wanting more and more. They seduce the unstable. Uh, they are like fishermen. They put a bait and catch the fish. They are looking for people to trap and use. And um, so many things we have. They are experts in greed. Nothing satisfies. They want more and more. Money, sensual pleasure, etc. That is the lifestyle of Balaam. That is the lifestyle of Balaam. May we be not like Balaam this morning. Balaam had gone extra mile. He had an encounter with God. He says, my eyes see, my ears hear the words of the Almighty God. But his heart was not touched by it. Heart was not touched by it. So this is a sobering word for us this morning. May we not enter into the judgment of God. Instead, let us, be, let us find favor with God and blessing from God by obedience. Let us have a heart that responds to God. Not just the form but let the heart connect with the heart of God. So I had a great time last night. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the flow that you get when you are praying is not the same flow you get when you are speaking next day morning. There's a gap. But last night I was on fire. I said, oh God, I thank you for speaking to me. This is a beautiful message you are giving to me. And I thank you because you are pleased with me. I thank you because you are going to release your words of knowledge, words of wisdom into my life. 
and you are going to use me i thank you for choosing me i tell you the more you worship and more you praise him the more you will receive and i pray god show me what is what you are doing in omega god show me about somebody in chennai god show me about some uh, somebody about uh, another lady and um, i think she is single mom trying to raise the children god said my eyes are upon you my eyes are upon you i am with you i am helping you do not get discouraged do not get discouraged i said then what else what about the omega sir any people you want to heal whom you want to deliver i didn't hear anything is morning 3 o'clock i go hit the bed and in the bed i am trying to fall asleep at the same time i said lord please please release words of knowledge words of wisdom for your children and then he says somebody with a growth on the right side i want to heal somebody with pain in the heel i want to heal i dozed off sleeping i went into sleep like that thank you father thank you for your goodness thank you for your love thank you for your mercy you know that is how you you make god your priority when you are awake when you are asleep any time make god your priority and that will be an antithesis completely opposed to lifestyle of balam let your heart long for god all the time for more of god more of you more of you i am so thirsty of god pour out your love i want to drink like a deep well oh god pour out your mercy pour out your grace i am so thirsty i am so hungry he will not pass by you without visiting you shall we pray sharaka barana mandastakur roko sabrastorone shandaranaste ರಹಂದ ಬಾರನೋ ಸಕ್ತರೋನಿ ಸಂದರನೋ ರೋಷ ಬರೋಣಿ ಶಕಾಬಾರ ಬಂದರನೋ ಸವಸ್ತರೇ ರೇಕ್ತ ಸಾರನ್ನ ಮಾರ ಶೇಕ್ತ ಕೇರಿ ಸೋರಿ ಬಂದಸ್ತಕುರೋನು ಮಹಾಸಾಂದರಸ್ತ ಕುರೋನಿ ಗಾಡ್ ಸೇಸ್ ಹೂ ಆಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ನೋ ಮೈ ಪವರ್ ಹೂ ವಾಂಟ್ ಯು ಹೂ ಹೂ ಆಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ನೋ ಮೈ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಗ್ತ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಶೋ ಮೈ ಪವರ್ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಶೋ ಶೋ ಯು ಮೈ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಗ್ತ್ ರಿಶಾಂದರ ಸೆಕ್ತರೆ ಶಕಾಬಾರನು ರೋ ಹೋಸೇ ಕೇರಿ ಬಂದಸ್ತಕುರೋನಿ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಥರ್ಸ್ಟಿ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಸ್ಯಾಟಿಸ್ಫೈ ಯು ಇಫ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಹಂಗ್ರಿ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಫೀಡ್ ಯು ಸೇಸ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ shand bari bandarano mastakurano shakabara bastakurano like a lamp that is lighted and put on a lamp stand so am i going to put you on a lamp stand so that by your light many will come to know me receive it now in the mighty name of jesus bring somebody to jesus bring somebody to jesus because that is pleasing to god not to curse like balam but to bless somebody let your heart hunger and thirst for him ರಹಂದ ಬಾರನು ಸಕರಸ್ತು ಶಬರ ಸಂದರೆ ರಾಸಕ್ತ ಕೇರಿ ಬಂದಸ್ತು ಕುರೋನು ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ರಿಸೀವ್ ದಟ್ ಅನಾಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಪ್ರಾಫಸಾಯ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ರಿಸೀವ್ ದಟ್ ಅನಾಯಿಂಗ್ ಫಾರ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಟು ಫ್ಲೋ ಇನ್ ಟು ಯು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಥ್ರೂ ಯು ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ವೇರ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಆಸ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಟು ಫಿಲ್ ಯು ವಿತ್ ಇಸ್ ಪವರ್ ವಿತ್ ಇಸ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿ ಇನ್ ದ ನೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಜೀಸಸ್ ಕ್ರೈಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾದರತ್ ಶಕ್ತ ಬಾರ ಬಂದ ಸವರಿಸ್ತು ರೋಹಂದ ಬಾರನ ಸವರಿಸ್ತೆ ಶಕಾ ಬಾರ ಬಂದರನು ರೋಹೋ ರೇ ಶೇಕೇರೆ ರೇಹೆ ಸಾಂದ ಬಾರ ಬಸ್ತಕರನು ಗಾಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ಶೇಕ್ ಯುವರ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಇನ್ ಸಚ್ ಎ ವೇ ದಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಕೆನ್ ಬಿ ಶೇಕ್ ಅಂಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ರಿಮೂವ್ಡ್ ಸೊ ವಾಟ್ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಶೇಕ
This morning, oh God, I thank you for your children who are stood up now wanting a touch from you, wanting to be filled with your Holy Spirit, wanting, oh God, to prophesy, wanting to do miracles in your name, wanting to do healings and deliverance in your name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, receive that anointing right now. Receive that anointing right now. He's coming with power. Open your heart. He's coming with power, with power, with power. In the name of Jesus, come Holy Ghost. Come Holy Ghost. Come Holy Ghost. Come Holy Ghost. Let the glory come. Let a glory come. Let a glory come. Let a glory come. Touch your children now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your fire fall upon them. Holy Ghost fire a decree upon your lives. Holy Ghost fire. 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 Lord, I pray, touch their heart. It will not be like Balaam's. It will be your God like your own son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who said, I can do nothing on my own except I do only what I see. In the name of Jesus, I release that favor upon them right now. Let your favor be released into their spirit, soul, and body. Touch them in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless them and make them a great blessing to many people, many nations. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless them. And everybody who is receiving it says, Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Omega. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or simply to find out more, please head to our website or Facebook page in the links below.